Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're just going to have some good-looking people waxing intellectual about what's going on on the weekend. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast Weekend Poppin'. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by party boy Pete McCormick, dangerous Diana Spencer, and will be accompanied later by stunning Steve Cabot. Party boy Pete, how you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling pretty good, Matt. I got the Devil's Pool Double IPA for today. That's right, baby. It's summertime. Uh, all right. Devil's Pool Double IPA from Wissahickon Brewing Company. Very nice. Uh, Dangerous Diana, how are we feeling? Good. Good. I'm happy to be back. Thanks for having me again. Hey, love to. Hey, we got rave reviews of your performance last week, so we, we couldn't have the show without you. Uh, and let everybody know it's Diana with one N. So that is my fault. I spelled it wrong on all social media platforms and YouTube. So this is the Working Perspectives Podcast Weekend Popping. You can find the Working Perspectives Podcast on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working Peapod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. All right, let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective My voice in society's working perspectives We're exploring your workday and how you get paid Launching new episodes every Tuesday Your day can transform while we inform With episodes available on all podcast platforms Check out our vibe and how we get live Then do us a solid like, share, and subscribe Working Perspectives all right so let's talk something happened on tuesday we all heard it i saw it and i felt it but diana what are your thoughts about tuesday's episode that was freaking hilarious so (laughs) i want to start out i listened to it on my way into work this morning actually and i was so confused by i'm like who the fuck is listening to flash dance on the reg like where they (laughs) someone had it on their phone or wherever you know someone's streaming it and no one knows who's listening to this flash dance soundtrack and then thomas popped in oh my god i was dying laughing but uh uh, sorry do you mean asshole popped in hey or jerk beard i don't understand i don't know the whole thing yet but from what i heard it sounds like there needs to be a mediation. Like I feel, I feel like I feel like there's a deposition to be had, some cross examination. There's you guys are on two very very separate sides of this, and I'd like to think. And I, I really want to talk to Cheryl again. Oh, what are you outsourcing to Minnesota? Is that what's happening? <laughs> the the P AAA uh, is based in Minnesota. Yeah. So that's where uh, Cheryl came in. Uh, uh, excellent guest. Can't wait to have Cheryl back on the show. Uh, really happy to have her um, and clear some things up. Thomas is saying that's that's this is his podcast. Didn't he have a podcast? At so one yeah, yes. Yeah. So for all those listeners, oh, he had a podcast, more like a pod cart. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so yes, yeah, so let's clear the air a little bit. So and then this one's successful, and it's his. Right, exactly. So he doesn't want to do any of the work. He just wants to come in and try and steal the credit. So. What had happened was, is that I had thought of this show, right? I thought of the idea for the Working Perspectives uh, podcast, we'll say corporation, because we have the main show, which is the interview show that airs every Tuesday on all podcast platforms and YouTube. And then we have the sister show, which is the weekend pop-in that airs on Fridays to get you ready for the weekend. So I had come up with the idea of interviewing members of our working society and figuring out who builds this world around us and how it's shaped and everything like that and give kind of a voice for the working society and kind of a shape to the, to the world we live in. Right. I had thought of that idea. And originally I will say this, I did want a co-host. Originally I had had some people in mind and asshole was one of those people. He declined the offer as co-host. Right. And then, and I was fine with that because he wasn't, it wasn't a full offer. I had offered to shake as well. So shake accepted the offer as the co-host. We start the working perspectives podcast. Everything's going fine. Then the rights to the show had lapsed and without my knowing shake apparently 
had some dealings with the rights to the show. Someone came in and then bought the rights to the show out from underneath us without my knowledge, because in our partnership agreement, shake was the one that, that handled that stuff. Um, so that, so the rights to the show were bought out from underneath us. I found out literally found out that as at, on air, I had no idea that that had happened and was going to happen. So, uh, somehow it still was never proven how he got onto the show. Uh, asshole. He gets on yeah. the show. He informs me then that he, I think it might be somebody that, uh, rhymes with the word snake. Yeah, I believe I believe you're right, Party Boy Pete. Isn't he? Isn't this ending for him? Wasn't wasn't there a last show for him? That was so. Yes, yeah, so that was Shake's last last show as co-host. The new Matt co-host Snake. Yeah. Snake. Let's so go with Snake was, from now on. That was Snake's last show as co-host. The new co-host of the Working Sexist Podcast is none other than Party Boy Pete McCormick, which I think everyone kind of saw that coming. And oh yeah. Oh yeah, and it was a long time coming. Uh, but no, you know, fair play to Shake. I got nothing but love for for Shake. So either way, even though he's not on the show anymore, I still love him, and I uh, hope he comes back one day. Um, but either way, he did he did pirate that asshole onto the show. And what had happened was is that asshole did have a podcast. It was called Bill and Tom's Excellent Podcast. And I'll tell <laughs> you what, great was, idea. Yeah, real original. It, yeah, it was anything but excellent. Uh, it was more of a sports Philadelphia-based podcast. The The highest-rated episode, episode of that podcast was the episode where I came on as a guest as I was considered their Game of Thrones expert, right? And uh, I'm not going to lie. I, uh, you know, I brought the house down. If you listen to the episode, I, I nailed it. That's why it's their highest-rated episode. But either way... Um, so we start this show. Things are going pretty well. I, I feel... I mean... We're about to have 3,000 downloads on all podcast platforms. Uh, oh, nice. Be, yeah, we'll be having that so, as soon as, you know, Party Boy Pete McCormick comes on as co-host. We'll definitely pass that right away. Um, That's right. We have a lot of guests lined up, like Diana and Pete's parents and everything included. We have a ton of guests lined up. We are actually booked until September for guests, and we stopped taking bookings because we don't want to go too far in advance. So we were booked through to September for bookings and all that stuff. And he sees this and somehow snake sneaks him on the show and he lays down the challenge. So the challenge is this, is that to the, for the rights to the show, I will have to uh, race, I guess you would say asshole in a game of Mario Kart. So it'd be a full circuit race. All, all, I think it's 16 courses so all 16 courses. Matt, what are you playing this on? Is this going to be like on a retro pie or are you getting like an old school like Nintendo 64? What what what, what system are we using? So that's in, in debate right now. I think, uh, Diana, you're very good at like the deliberation stuff. And I might have you act as my like aficion- as the aficionado for this, this. Coming, going into it because we do need to establish the challenge. There do need to be some rules set down. Is it going to be on GameCube? Is it going to be on the new system uh, Switch or whatever it is, right? We need to have that set down. We need to have a date set down. We need to have a place set down. We need to have all the streaming services available that will be on. Obviously, it will be on our YouTube channel. He had said something about Twitch, but uh, he might have a Twitch channel, but Working for Texas Podcast doesn't. Doesn't mean that we won't at the time that it airs, but... You know, maybe we'll, we'll see when we get there. But either way, yeah, we can figure out. We can make a Twitch account, Matt. We're good like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. We're I have really passwords. Good. I got usernames. I got everything. Exactly. And we have Diana Spencer, who's the secret weapon. So that's true. When it comes down to it, we're gonna have to. Uh, you know, I really want to treat this like a heavyweight, like you know, a heavyweight boxing bout where you know, in heavyweight boxing bouts, all everything is regulated: the gloves, the wraps, the clothing, the air, the place, the where you're fighting, the things you're using, the referees. The Leave judges. nothing oh. to chance. Correct, because if I know asshole like I think I do, he's gonna try and cheat because he's a cheater. Oh yeah, he's so, a cheater. Yeah. So right now, really, uh, I'm fighting for all the members of the working society. Because we don't want this podcast to turn into a shit sham like the Bill and Tom's excellent podcast was. Matt, it was a sports podcast. You know what they should have called it? What? W-I-P-U. Stinks. Get it out of here. <laughs> don't want to listen to it. <laughs> location equipment, some rules and regulations. Anything else I should be aware of? 
uh, there'll have to be an official and then there'll have to be a signing, an official signing for asshole. When he loses, he'll have to officially sign the rights over to the show to me at the time he loses. So we'll get a negotiation agreement kicked hey, Diana, off. Awesome. Thank you. I, I got this. I got this. We're going to keep is, this. Also, uh, we are probably, I mean, you know, it's going to be a big lead up. So I wouldn't be surprised if we put a bunch of extra content on the YouTube channel, i.e. like a show leading up to the fight where, you know, there's going to be interviews taking place and things like that. I think it's going to be. I kind of think this would be a lot of fun to do at Grant's Pub. Just saying. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because yeah. that was my idea as well. And Graham's we can Pub. interview everybody there. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Graham's Pub, Land of the Free, Home of the Brave. So I think, yeah, I, I agree. I think we, we have a great idea for where it should take place. Because to be fair, Graham's Pub is neutral ground, right? Yeah, it is. It's neutral ground. It's something we can all agree on. Uh, and I think it'd be it'd be nice to pack the house out and, and, and do the whole thing there for Graham's. I think it would yeah. be. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be great. And also, you know, it'd be nice just to show off how bad I'm going to beat his ass. I mean, it's just basically <laughs> just sign the rights over to me now. <laughs> you know? Look, man, I, I was, you know, I was in there recently. I know it looks really nice. They have all those TVs you could display it up there for everyone to watch. Everyone watch right over the fireplace. We already know. Right yeah. In the sound. yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. What, so, um, what did you guys play on as kids though? So like, what's the preferred equipment so, here? I have two separate preferences. When I won the Universal Existence title as the world's best Mario Kart player, it was on Mario Kart Double Dash on the GameCube. Wait, you, what? Yeah, I am. Uh, so for all of you listening and for those of you who don't already know, I am the world's slash universe slash existences <laughs> greatest Mario Kart Double Dash player of all time. Oh, my God. So that's kind of where it came from. So think of this, right? For those of you who don't know, asshole, this is what it's like. He's an ultra competitive piece of shit. So he wants to, you know, he thinks he needs to be the best at anything. And it really sticks in his crawl when his younger brother beats him at things. Much better looking brother, though. Younger, smarter, better looking, stronger, tough. We could go on. But yeah. I would say, <laughs> you know, his younger, far superior brother, when he beats him at all these things, that's what really upsets him and i think this kind of stuck in his craw and he's trying to get some revenge via mario kart but i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be tough he, he wants the podcast and the title yeah yeah he's trying to take everything from me but he you know and he'll have neither to... as far as i'm concerned what the hell was it like growing up in your house your your mother is a saint <sighs> it's uh like this uh, they're, they're, my sister we actually it's funny you mentioned that we just recorded an episode with my sister and the first five minutes of the episodes uh introducing now to the show the one and only stunning steve cabot thank you for stopping by uh but as i was saying uh the very first part of the show with my sister that we recorded i regaled a story of where i was nine years old and she was 13 and she broke my nose by smashing my head into a pillar in our basement oh your house was fun Oh, it's a, <laughs> Pete, what would you say if the walls could talk? How about it, buddy? Oh man, yeah that that was yeah, that was before we even had uh, what do you call it waivers? You know. <laughs> oh man, do you remember you remember the Unipooper, Pete? I do remember <laughs> the Unipooper. That was that was so, sad. Sadly, I remember the Unipooper. I think everybody remembers the Unipooper. So. so Yo, Pete, looking fly out there. Look at you in the backyard, cuz. You know, it's that time. Hey, Steve, and you'll notice when I'm drinking a uh, Devil's Pool Double IPA. You know, there you go, just for you. Yep. Uh, Pete, I love it, baby. I love it. Oh, and uh, I just I caught the quick last end of that just to barge in like an asshole because you know that's my position. Uh, I want. I'm rooting for Tom to take over. Yeah, I (gasps) thought you would. We already I, knew your stance. Well, I, I, I got, I got it. I, you know my stance. I have to explain to Diana that I was closer to your brother because we trained a lot together. We were the same size, just like you trained with Pete. Like I trained yeah. with Tom a lot. Tom, who's Tom? And Tom's, oh, Tom's oh, cooler than oh, you. you mean, I mean, just to be honest, he's, he's cooler than you. I wish you mean, I had the mute button like he did. Mean, that was oh, very fantastic, by you. the way. That was, fan, oh, that was fantastic. You have to, like, fantastic. there was nothing that there was nothing staged. That was all actual reaction. That was, 
I, I absolutely could tell. I want to see your face. I want to see everyone's face when that was going down. I, I, I was, oh, oh, I was, I was dying. You know, I was dying, dying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It, uh, if I gone, it was awesome. If I could have gone to California and beat the, beat the fucking life out of shake, I would have. I was so fucking <laughs> mad. I was so mad. It kind of threw me for the whole interview. Well, I'm not going to lie. And you know what? I'm going to say, Steve, cool that- Steve, this I don't like you listen to that podcast. Did you hear Shake talking about back in the day when his friends would make him go to open bars for $20-$25 and saying, there's no way you could drink $20-$25 worth of alcohol? I'm like, what are you talking about? When I was his age, like going yeah, back, like I, yeah, I would drink like $100 worth of liquor in an hour if you gave me the $20. They, uh, they were like, don't invite Pete because we don't have yeah, enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe and it's because I'm like, I'm like six foot three, so I could reach over the bar. Like I'm always getting noticed. I'm like, yeah, bring it on. Like, yeah, you call it, like whatever it was. Me and my friends used to rob Kildare's in their happy oh. hours. Like oh, they yeah. would do one from seven to 10 for $10 and then another one from 10 to 12. And all you had to do was like fill out the card on the bar and they called you immediately. Yep. You got to pick. So like my friend would pick seven to 10. We'd ha- we'd pay 10 bucks, hang on the first floor. And then 10 o'clock would hit and we'd go on the second floor without paying anything. And just show oh. them the- and like, hey, we're here for the 10 o'clock happy hour. And then drink. we drank <laughs> to midnight for 10 bucks. Over and over and did that so Diana, many- for us it was uh Cavs, Riverdeck, Lucy's, and Drinkers. Those are the three bars we always got the free happy hours and we just like kill it like every time. I don't think yeah. we did it anywhere else. That was the once we once Kildare's. we got our, our scheme down, we were like, oh kill theirs. <laughs> I, I think it. it's a lot easier though for like young, attractive females to get yeah. away with that. We were Yeah, sure is. Sure is. <laughs> Yeah, I would go to a bar and uh, spend $30 on myself and be proud, but go home missing $300 because I don't know how many girls I bought drinks for for no fucking reason because <laughs> yep. I felt fantastic. Yep. Yep. Excessive tipper because I get hammered and that's where I lose most of my money. Agreed. I'm a, I'm a massive, massive, massive. I'm like, I've been in so I've been fights with like, you know, significant others and stuff because of like the excess. Yeah. I mean, I always felt though, and I think, D, we've talked about this when we would work together. Tip big, get tip big. That's what my thought was. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I hand 20 bucks as soon as first time you see my face. Agreed. But this is for you. Right. And, and you know I, how to speak the lingo. I hear you did such a good job. You were so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My bill was like $15 and somehow I'm 200 out. Yeah. Same, same. Uh, and for can I, can I just put a point for most of the uh, service workers out there. Cause I'm on the other side of this, even though my uncle owns a bar, I never worked in it. I just ran around in it all the right. time. But uh, uh, if you're a chick and you're hot and you're a bartender, I'm going to, even if whatever, I'm going to tip well, cause I'm not an asshole. Well, I am, but whatever <laughs> I'll tip. Okay. I'll definitely tip. Well, if you act like you're interested in me, even though you're not while I'm drinking an adult beverage, <laughs> the tip meter just goes up and up and up <laughs> so even if you're having a bad day Steve. smile and act like i'm the hottest guy in the well, world because uh, then i'm gonna then i'm gonna tip you more than i paid on the bill well it's i'm it's just gonna because then i'm gonna try to be cool well hold on so we need to hear a diana story well, of a guy hitting on say. her at the I, party. Wanna, yeah. I do want to say this because me and diana I didn't say me hitting no, on but, you i said you making me feel no no i was here of uh but so here's the deal, though. I've seen this with Diana. We work together the same shift for years. Right. And I've seen it both ways where she's like nice and they 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 fucking fawn all over. Her. But then also I've seen it where she's like not mean, but not like fucking like overly nice and just like kind of like whatever. And I think they would love her even more if she right. Was that the case? I got some weird people loved when I screamed at somebody. I don't know what it was. I got money thrown at me. Yes. Like I got someone stealing once. We have a there's a to-go uh fridge where you take it out and you bring it to me, yeah. pay for it, and then you leave. Well, every right. once in a while someone would grab it while we're busy and try to walk out the door. And I caught the one time I caught that, I lost my fucking mind. I was just having a bad night as it was. Yeah. I got money thrown at me because I hopped the bar to go chase them, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I'm walking back with this six pack of Smirnoff yelling like I accomplished. <laughs> uh, can I can I interject for a second? Yeah. 
That's the most Roxborough shit I've ever heard. That does not fly anywhere else, cuz. You try that out in some schmoozy ambler or some shit, no, ain't working. No. As you though. That's, that's a Roxborough area. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely guys like it. Oh, and I, it's, it's, it's funny because, so there's, there's a couple. Do you remember the first Super Bowl we worked together? Yeah. So there was this guy. I can't remember his name and I probably shouldn't say it anyway. He was getting Pete McCormick. Pete, no, people, that was a busy night. <laughs> we worked together. It was busy as shit. And there yeah. was a guy now it's super busy and I'm doing, you know, coming up to the bar. Hey, how are you? Oh yeah. Great. Just like doing the regular the thing. Yeah. Time out of the bar though. He was touching me. Like he's trying to hug me. And like, so I oh, hate him. Oh yeah. He's getting handsy. Yeah. Yeah. Easy buddy. And ice now, you know what I mean? Here's your drink. Take your money. Goodbye. So <laughs> this guy got under my skin so bad just from that. And then he started getting hammered. So it started, it started getting ridiculous. He was getting on everyone's nerves. I think he got flagged a couple weeks later or a month later. Yeah. So, but that night, so he was on my nerve. Now I'm starting to fight with him. And at one point it, Matt went to go get beer out of the fridge. So he wasn't even there. And I think I was pretty new. I don't think I was working there that long. And, uh, this guy lights a cigarette in the bar and like screamed out for drinks. People are complaining. He's a dick. I walk outside of like, I don't know who I thought I was, but I walked outside of the bar and just took the cigarette out of his mouth. So when I did that, he like put his hand, he wasn't trying to touch me or anything. He was just trying to like swap my hand away and ends up like pushing me a little bit. Other guy who I love to death, just comes over and jaws him. Mm -hmm. just <laughs> yeah, he deserved to get punched for that. Matt comes out with this case of beer. He's like, what the fuck? I was there. I was away for three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Wait, some of them are awful. Some of the things people say are disgusting, too. There's one guy said something to me. I put a beer in front of him. And this is kind of vulgar. Can I be vulgar on here? Should I? Yeah. Are you kidding me? And put a, well, put a beer in front of him. I like, wasn't speaking to him. It was his first beer. I put a beer in front of him. And he goes, I want to punch you with my tongue. And I just took the beer. I went, hey, I'll see you later. And I just threw it. Hi, get out. <laughs> see, I just like, where, but like, I just want to know, like, I don't know. I've sent some dumb shit. I, I've, I mean, we've all said some dumb shit. Sure. But I don't know. Not if, me. Not me. Speak for yourself. Okay. So, so there was a there was a, a, a bar in Fishtown. <laughs> me and my buddies used to go to all the time called uh, Castus. And my one buddy to uh, hit on the hit on the bar. To, oh, he hit on the bartender all the time. So the one day he gets in there and he's the only one in the bar. And she walks in and she looks at him. He goes, "You know how many times I've dreamt of this star? Or just you and me in the bar together?" And she was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I've seen that. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know. I've only had a like. There, there's been times where women have been inappropriate too, but it's nothing like because I think it's a different kind of thing. Where I, I, I'm like there is the people who are in grams aren't like like great. You know what I mean? Like people compliment me. I was telling my cousin this. I'm like I leave grams and you know I'm just like. I'm the hot chick at Grams. Does that make me like a solid four or a five? Yo, <laughs> yo, hey, yo. So they, Ryan, they actually you're, just, you're a Boise dime. Don't forget oh, it. Man, yeah, it's just a, what the <laughs> fuck do you need? <laughs> that is so funny. But do I need to fix something? What is it? Oh my god. Yeah. They were just doing something. They do something like that on uh, on Shab's show now. They call it uh, "Rate My State" because oh. they're in LA and they're like, you know. It, they're like, L.A. tens out here are different. So they're like, they rate them on which state they're in. So people will send shit in from like Minnesota. And they're like, Minnesota, that's an eight and a half. But in L.A., that's a three. That's a five. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the other hand, so when I started this job, I have to, so I collect a big portion of my job is collecting money. And it's like large sums of money. So okay. some of them. So people are pissed. Some of them I'm assertive with. Yeah, it depends. Hell yeah. Asserted with. And then some of them I'm doing kind of what I did at Graham's. Hey, how are you? You know, just checking in, uh, like just trying to get them to laugh and just playing the game. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a huge. Well, doing that in the bar and then like real life. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, <laughs> just say hi and stuff. And I'm like, all right. All right. So we can't do that here. This gets fucking real. Yeah. <laughs> out of the bar. Those people leave eventually at the bar. You know what I mean? The night ends. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's never it's never bad to have a hot chick to do a job because uh, dealerships are famous for it in my industry, right? 
So you'll go to the dealership and you, you, you know, you brought your car in for an oil change, whatever, blah, blah, blah. My guy decides he wants to go hog wild and spend a grand of your money, right? Not really tell you. So he calls you. He, say, he says, listen, I did this, that, and now you owe us $800. And you're like, you motherfucker, right? You're all pissed off. Yeah. They show up <laughs> and it's some 25-year-old smoke show. And the guy doesn't want to look like he's broke because guys are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> and the girl's like, oh, you owe us $800. Instead of him being like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, sure. And he pays it with his credit card. And then he gets in his car and calls immediately as he leaves the lot. And we're like, why didn't you say anything when you were here? And they never go, because I don't want to look like a fucking bum in front of yeah. you. Right, right, <laughs> Absolute right. dime. Yeah. So they, and, then, and then once they take your money, it's over. Yeah. Like, you ain't getting it back. No. Absolutely. <laughs> they do it. Every, every dealership I always go in, if they're a good one, I know right away, if they're a, like, well, I mean good one. I mean good at stealing your money. If there is an absolute smoke show as the receptionist where you go to get your car after you have work done, yeah, be skeptical. Huge <laughs> skepo hippo eyes. It goes both. No. You get away with a lot of shit, but then you, you deal with a lot of shit at the same time. Oh, I'm not saying oh, I'm not saying being a hot yeah. chick's easy. It's probably the hardest job on earth. You got to walk around, have dudes Google at you and oogle and look like fucking slime balls everywhere. I, You're talking balls. About this. There's, there's, I don't consider myself like a hot chick, but I don't even get, I just get like creeps, like creepy dudes. People being creepy we, and weird. That's like, that's what I deal with. I deal with a lot of crazy just in life in general. I always, I, don't get it. I always wanted to know all that. What is this? What is the psych? of uh, uh, like the chick that's actually attractive in a gym where there's so many dudes st- like we there's one that just for example there's one that goes to this gym my buddy goes to right and uh, it's a upper class Richie type joint so I stick out like a sore thumb anyway we go in and uh, there's all these people from like Montgomeryville area right and uh, there's two girls in there that are just absolutely fucking ridiculous and they know it and they're out in the middle doing their exercises and I just tried to think of the psyche of what it would be like to be that girl and look around and every asshole is drooling and looking at you like you're a goddamn they fucking love it. They fucking love it. Do you? Or are you like, all right, you creeps, can I have one day off? Like it's never, no. it never ends. Ever. Hold on, ever hold on. Ends. Diana, repeat what you just said. They're awful fucking people. And it goes the same with dudes. I've dated, I've hooked up with some hot dudes, like some like Greek God pieces. The male dimes. They're fucking <laughs> awful people though. You know what I mean? That's all they're worried about uh, and they're hot and they know it and they're just dicks. You know what I mean? But the chicks are the same way. I don't ever, I fucking hate going to the gym, right? Cause I don't want to be, I'm getting sweaty. I'm like trying to do my thing. This is a, my thing yeah. here. And I'm going to do this in public. You know what I mean? Those yeah. Diana just wants to chill at home with their saws all, you know, get get shit done. <laughs> with their outfit coordinated and shit. They know what they're doing and that's yeah. what they're well, for. They want that though. That I, I I agree with you. There are like it is a big difference when you see a girl at the gym. Like they can wear you can wear comfortable gym clothes. I'm not saying that, but there's a girl at the gym who's wearing the clothes that are uh, she's like wearing like basically a bra and like you know yeah. boy shorts. Makeup on and shit. Exactly. But then there's another girl yeah. who's who's you know perfectly fine with her figure and everything, but she's wearing a shirt that goes down past her ass, and she's still wearing the tight clothes and sneakers like. There's nothing wrong with that either, but it is almost like, but also as a guy, like, I don't need like, like, yeah, like, okay, for sure. It is an attractive thing. And yeah, they can be looked at whatever, but also I'm like terrified to look at them because then it's like, what the fuck you're going to like, someone takes a picture the wrong way. You're going to end up on social media, like the biggest creep ever, or like the gym's going to be the think you're a creep. Like, I don't want to look at that. Like, I'm like, it's terrifying, you know, like they're fucking throw your ass out. I'd like to hear a man perspective of that. So like chicks like that with their whole gym outfit coordinated and they're wearing makeup and all that shit. The girls who are like completely put together 24 fucking seven with their skin and hair routines. Right. Yeah. They come off as high. Like, is there any, what's unattractive of them? Is that high maintenance? Do you everything? The fakeness. I don't know. The giant fakeness. My, my thing, like I, I, it's almost like, uh, for those of you seen like, uh, um, um, Oh my gosh, the name of the movie, the fucking Mario test. There's the Mario test. Oh, the Bronx uh, Tale. Yeah. Yeah, Bronx Tale. So the it's fucking that, it's just Mario like, test where, is what you quote from fuck, that fucking fuck, movie. Fuck Mario. Mario's an idiot. I told you to stop yeah. listening to him. <laughs> but it's like a Mario test where when you see, when I go to the gym, for me, I, I, maybe this is just more because I'm older. I probably definitely didn't follow this logic when I was younger because I didn't give a fuck. Same. But when you're older, I would, I, my true test is always when they're in the gym or this is when I want to see a girl in the gym in the morning for multiple reasons, but in the morning when there's no makeup, no nothing, you're at your shittiest. And I look over and go, damn, she's hot. 
then yeah. I don't care. You know, it, that's that's where you know you, you get the real feel. A serious thing right now. Like if you go through TikTok or like and just anywhere on all that shit's it's, fake. Oh my shit, god, man! And they they'll show people will like start attacking them. They'll post pictures and people will be like take your makeup off. Like we have to know what you look like. You have to take, and they'll take their makeup. They look like completely different people. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. First of all, makeup. every dude's been there in an hour and a half and three fucking thousand dollars doing it's, it's outrageous now. And yeah. then like, how did that become the standard? Well, and then like just mountains of it on, like, what do you yeah. do? Yeah. No, I'm, I blame Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Let's go. Well, that's the thing, Pete. I think you nailed it on the head. When you see like, I think all of them would love to make a career as like an influence, a gym a influencer. Yeah. Like, I mean, t- to be fair, it seems like we, a pretty B uh, you, job. You would all love that. You're not a hot <laughs> artist. There's a difference. You know what I mean? True. That's yeah, how I do that. You're not a hot chick. If you have to do all of that to get likes and so, oh my God, social media is so fucking bad for us. Like do all that shit. Like, how does that make you a hot chick? It's not, you're not, you know I what agree. I mean? I agree. So, the rest of us look at the hot chicks walking by and go, oh, my God, that chick's hot. Just Also, like they they show a lot of of the body and yeah. to, like, let's know. I, I do want to see this. Like, is there a term for this yet? Like, so butterface used to be a thing. Well, I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. <laughs> but there has to be like butter mask or something like that. Like there's got to be because there's like chicks that are walking. Little Duval made that joke. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, he was saying how uh, every every ugly bitch with cute eyes is on top right yeah. now. Yeah, yes. Every cute bitch. I can't tell you how many girls I've seen where I'm like, damn, she's cute. Did her eye makeup all well and her hair's all purdy. And I'm like, damn, this broad's bad. And then I see her slide down the mask and I'm like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> Dude, I can't remember. I right. did, did I bring this up in the last podcast? But there was actually like a case in like China where like this like uh, rich Chinese guy Married a Korean girl, China. and it turns out the girl from Korea this had girl. all these um, uh, plastic surgeries to make herself look better. So she marries the Chinese guy. They have a kid. The kid comes out ugly. The guy gets a private eye, finds out she had all these plastic surgeries. So he's divorcing her and suing her for fraud. And I'm like, holy crap. Hell God, yeah. yeah. What? I'm with him. I'm with him. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I swear to God, that's where I'm looking at people now. That's, that's where I am in my life. I'm like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but in a way, like I do, honestly, I mean, you know, I, I mean, to be fair, and I know we would all feel nice if someone said like a compliment about your appearance. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing that you want or crave that, you know, crave that attention or a compliment for your appearance. But there, there is an extent where it's like, I don't, it is nice to hear that stuff. And I understand that, but to make that, that's your life and that you have to get that there's a difference. Like, cause then what happens is, is some, you see like this chick who's a dime in the gym, but she's married to this fucking stunad who all he does is smoke weed and play video games all day and doesn't pay attention to her. And that's what she's stuck with. You know what I mean? Because that, of her. That's shit. where I slide in. <laughs> Just nag him to death. So, okay. So uh, we were talking about last week's episode. So to move on from that, uh, last week's episode was the Bob Quinn episode. Also the piracy of the millennium. So check it out on all podcast platforms and YouTube. Uh, I do want to just to give a a quick update because Steve Steve's been doing his uh, wrestling updates, but Jordan Oliver did not qualify for the Olympics, unfortunately. Fuck you, Pete. Yeah, Fuck you, Pete. Did you did you see it, Pete? Or you? Just I did. I saw it. No, I watched it. Offline? I mean, that was a horseshit match. That dude stalled his ass off and oh, did the old school. It, I mean, Jordan shouldn't have let him push him out and do those small push outs. Yeah, I, I got an angle was, was from David Witt telling me how, how horrible it was. And yeah, I saw it. But, oh, I my mean, God. That, that's the international styles. You know, we always get, we're always the, uh, yeah. I agree. I agree. Mm. Jordan no, has to know better. And, you know, it, so unfortunately, he almost had to take yeah. it down at the end. And, oh, fuck. Unfortunately, only five what out a, of six guys. But, but this is, Steve, I do think this is the best Olympic team we've sent uh, in For my sure. life. Or in the last four. few decades, at least. Yeah, so. I, I think I think I've ever seen absolutely yeah. like for our our time and period absolutely yeah. I mean we got three current world champion and we missed out on fucking especially uh, yeah if you had uh, especially there's yep. the other one yeah exactly but, and sure. we don't and we don't get Cox because Cox and Snyder have to go against each other but that would have been they're both world champs yeah exactly at least that's the thing like at least if you don't have Cox you know you have Snyder's there's another three time world yep. champ not 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 too much fault but yeah there, there's Olympic a quick gold little, medal. yeah a quick little uh, uh, wrestling update for uh for yeah. everyone. Fuck you, Pete. You just made me sad. All right. Well, that was a wrestling I'm sad. update. So I do want to say next week we are launching uh, the episode with Rocco DeFinis. This episode, Pete, uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie. 
loved recording it listening back listening back to it fabulous really fabulous episode really really interesting story with uh with Rocco and I'm really excited for the people to get to see it uh he's an artist all the links to all of his stuff his music videos his website everything will be available in the description of every episode that we post on all platforms so that being said and my, uh, my my wife actually has a lot of friends. She, apparently, she has a lot of mutual friends with Rocco because she has a lot of friends in the gay community in Philadelphia, oh, and they uh, yeah, they hung out a lot of the same bars, had a lot of the same uh, friends. So yeah, yeah it was, Ro- it was, Rocco. Found that Yeah, Rocco, a former Mister Gay Philadelphia. So there you go. Wait a minute. Yeah, former. Wait a minute. Yeah, former Mister. <laughs> good for good for him. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, former Mister. I think it's. I yeah. would love to be good, good looking enough to be called Mister Anything. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think it's Mister Congeniality Philadelphia. I believe was the exact title. Good for him. Can you imagine what that standard is? He must be gorgeous. So ridiculously yeah. good looking. Oh, yeah. that's why, <laughs> hey, that's why we're happy he's gay because he takes him off the market. Otherwise, we would. Hell yeah. I, yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd hate this guy. I'll tell you this. I, <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I'd hate him. I'm. I'm gonna drop the promo poster probably. Probably today. <laughs> For him and the picture in the promo poster, he is a good-looking fucking dude. I will tell you that the, right now. And then all the chicks are gonna go. Of course, the good-looking ones and the nice ones are gay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well. Well. All right. I get it. Yeah. Sure. They're gay. They don't wear gray sweatpants. It's a whole fucking. Thing, you know? <laughs> they don't. They don't spit while on uh, the. Air. Yeah. You've gotten better at Whatever. that, Steve. You've gotten better at that. So okay. Yeah. So everyone does it. So uh, I want to keep it moving. So um, we're moving on. So last week we had discussed a major event. It was the fight between uh, Canelo Alvarez and Billy Joe Saunders. So the fight, I'll tell you what. So me and Steve talked about this, or Steve kind of brought this to my attention. The controversy prior to the fight is that Billy Joe Saunders wanted the, the rings come in different sizes, right? You can get a smaller size, which means that there's not a lot of room to move. So you guys, a lot more action. And then you can get mm-hmm. a, bit, a medium size and then a big, big size. And the big, big size is usually meant for guys who move around a lot, who kind of stay away, who play the return game and all that stuff. A la, a la Floyd Mayweather. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yes. He always goes with the big ring. Correct. Yep. So Billy Joe Saunders had requested that Canelo fought it. And then he Canelo, they got Canelo size ring, which is smaller because Billy Joe Saunders even though because Billy Joe Saunders is Billy Joe Saunders and that's Canelo. Canelo gets what he wants. Correct. Exactly. The, you know, the, yeah, the King makes the rules. He is the King. I agree. He is the King. Plus yep. two, he kind of met him in the middle. He didn't do the small he one. He didn't do the extra. He large did. One. He did the, he did the, in he the did. middle. So he met him in the middle, yeah. which is fair. I agree. He met him in the middle, yep. but Billy Joe Saunders, I was, I was under the impression that because Billy Joe Saunders can bang. He doesn't usually yeah. play like the return run game. But I guess Canelo's power is just that devastating. And we saw it. It must we be. We eventually would see it. But uh, Billy Joe Saunders wanted to play the, you know, like the tap and go kind of stay away, make him move because he did have a little Frustrate bit of Exactly. And I, I will say this. Billy Joe Saunders had one, in my opinion, won some rounds and was he, did. he was doing Absolutely. well and he was making it a good fight. But I mean, mm-hmm. the the uppercut that Canelo landed holy shit i mean holy tamale to, to, to break someone's orbital bone, that guadalajara grenade yeah the guadalajara grenade landed an Ooh. uppercut uh Ooh. so what it happened was i think it was the seventh round maybe um yeah billy joe saunders is doing well he's pumping stick he's staying it out there were some times when canelo, canelo was throwing some big heat the whole match he was really trying to walk him down you could see like he was playing the pressure, but Saunders was doing well. He was landing shots. He was making it a, uh-huh. a competitive fight. It was really, really good. And then he did a movement where he goes low. Canelo meets him with an uppercut. He he doesn't and breaks his fucking face. Well, he doesn't get not. We'll, we'll say this. He doesn't get knocked down. He he stays no. on his feet. He survives the round, which Ooh. fucking good on him. Right, that's a tough son of a bitch surviving the round. The toughest, and then the toughest. goes to the corner. The doctor see his face is his his face is shattered because he broke his orbital bone. Right, like cheekbone was in indented. Yeah, indented the oh. cheekbone, broke the orbital oh. bone of the guy's face. They had to stop the fight. And Canelo's the Canelo. <laughs> this is the crazy part. Canelo <laughs> landed the punch. The ring, the the round ends, goes back to the corner and celebrates because he's like, no, he's like, that guy's not coming out. I fucking rep didn't even call it yet. Yeah, rep didn't even call <laughs> like, it yet. He's I on the turnbuckle and shit. Him. So yeah. 
if you if people check it out, it's available on you know on anywhere you can find it. It's He'd rather get knocked down. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yep, I mean, yep. dude, uh, to be fair, that's unreal. That kind of power. Well, two. That's two unreal. things too. So two things. Uh, two. One. Uh, people were. This is kind of like a little bit of a controversy for some people. They were saying how Saunders came out before and was criticizing people that have coaches throwing the towel or people stop fights because he said he's a real fighter, a warrior. He'd rather die yeah. in that ring than get <laughs> taken out. Right. Well. You quit because they were like, look, you're not, he didn't protest. He knew his face was broken. Yeah. They were like, yo, your face is shattered. He was like, bet, I'll sit here. Yeah. So yeah. don't don't talk about it. You know, that's a little too much. And two, uh, can, again, can somebody talk about how fucking tough Canelo is? Because like you just said, Saunders was hitting him with some good shots. Yeah. And Canelo just walks right the kid, He's he's so ridiculous. Right it's, I've never seen anything like him. Yeah. He's between the power, his toughness, the strength, the the uh yeah. the technique behind his boxing he's a fucking animal yeah. i mean dude he walked he he survived like triple g's best shot like he can serve, oh yeah, yeah. He, and triple g rocked triple him. g rocked him and he yeah. fucking and it was in it you know seemingly that punch would have knocked out other guys kind of un, oh, unfazed damn. canelo uh but i would yeah you're exactly right it was a very competitive fight too uh, yeah i liked it i enjoyed really, it really really good i enjoyed I'd it i'd love to see it again but like you're saying, yep. Billy Joe Saunders saying he would die in the ring. I think everyone has that thought until their face. Well, you remember, smashed, yeah, so. remember when BJ Penn back in the day said about uh, George St. Pierre, he was making fun of him for tapping the strikes, and then uh -huh. St. Pierre in a fight, he's just destroying his face. And I'm like, I feel, I'm like, the guy can't get knocked out. I'm like, just tap, man, just like. Maybe you can't get knocked out. You know, you're just going to sit here taking the beat. <laughs> oh, that's that's the one where so, uh, his head really swelled up too. Right? Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So there's a there's a funny story what you just said, Matt, with uh, obviously when he when he realized he was done fighting, Brennan Schaub tells the story yeah. that he was uh, when he went to fight uh, Travis Brown yeah. right before he used to be in a camp with um, uh, Shane Carwin, other monsters. Yeah. So he's in the camp and he goes, I always hear these guys say in our camp that they were like, look, don't you ever throw the fucking towel in like I'll never talk to you again. Let me go out of my shield. I'm a fucking Spartan. Like yeah, yeah, I, want, yeah. I would rather die in there. Right. And then yeah. and he goes, Brennan, Brennan goes, that's when I realized. I was not going to be the champion and I was different because I looked over at my trainer and went, if I get wobbled, throw the towel in. I want to live. He's like, I'm only doing this for a check. I don't want to die out there. He goes, if you see me stumble over my shoes, throw the towel in. Dude, I tell you what, everyone says that shit, but until you fucking it happens, you don't know. Like you don't. Or your Vondelay Silva or Tyson Fury, they will, they would die out. There. I mean, yeah, there are some but... guys, but yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Most of them, shut yeah, up. Psychos, yeah, yeah. Shut up. So, uh, Diana, your thoughts on the Canelo Alvarez Billy Joe Saunders fight? Wow. First of all, we're not giving any credit to his entrance because that was pretty. Oh <laughs> hell yeah, the Marachi band. <laughs> hell yeah, Canelo fucks. I mean, that's a delight. That was all I right. did. Hell yeah, that was you awesome. Right. That was dope. Um, right. You're right. being a hot fight to watch. No, it was not. It's not the same. Like a, a watching two dudes fight is hot, but it's not. They're so strategic. You can see them yeah. thinking. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. like, yeah. You want the raw emotion. You want the animals. Yeah, I want the passion, you know? The animals. <laughs> Damn, that's that fucking Italian shit coming out. And yeah, yeah, that's some fucking. Damn right. She's yeah. like, I want to see you fucking get the garrot and fucking choke yeah. them to death yeah. with the. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's like those well, natural instincts. Like, like I want to know that if uh like a Neanderthal came into our village, you would choke it out to death. And like, <laughs> hell yeah, that's right, Pete. Let's go. It's the instinctual, yeah. So uh okay, so yep. we're coming close. One so. one thing at the end too, Matt. Yeah. So what do you know about how? I don't know how many people know this, but how uh how ironic is it that um Billy Joe Saunders had the set was the second unluckiest guy face-wise in the combat sport uh area over the weekend did anybody see what mvp did to the dude's nose no yeah mvp as in michael venom page who's a phenom in bellator guy's ridiculous striker was on fire forever and then douglas lima shut him the fuck up by knocking him the fuck out but he's back on track he's this kid is his stand-up is so unique to everybody right so this is his, uh he gets a fight in bellator again he gets this, uh, he's like the third ranked guy at his weight, I think 170. Mm -hmm. And his guy, the guy he fought was like eighth ranked, right? Real tough guy. Yeah. Guy, yeah. Uh, he, he, has, he has the most incredible, like awkward karate, weird movement stance you've ever seen, right? So Paige is kind of baiting him, baiting him with this left hand. He's, he's standing a, a traditional. So he's baiting him with the left, baiting him with the left, like a little pollen. The guy goes to think he's doing that left and puts it like kind of dips down. Yeah. And when he dips down, he snaps a front kick. And from 
the tip of his nose oh. in between the bridge and the tip of your nose. This part of it, if you Google it right now, you just put in MVP Bellator, it crushed the bone back into his face. Uh, so this is, and mind you, mind you, MVP is the same guy who did the most horrific injury I've ever seen in MMA or any sport where he, with um, Cyborg, hit the flying knee and crushed his cranium into uh, his head and broke. Remember he had like the indent? It looked like an ashtray, his forehead, how it indented uh, in. And then he yeah. had to have, he had, I mean, now he has to have, if you, if you Google MVP, he now has putting the nose into some guy's face and also in caving some dude's fucking skull at his forehead. <laughs> the nose injury was one of those where you go, it's where you want to look around and go for all you kids that are uh, out there that you want to fight in a cage. Yeah. This, or, or, or you asshole YouTubers want to actually fight a real fighter. Yeah. This is what can happen. This is worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. That's next level fucking scary shit. Oh, his, and the dude, the dude has to be so stupid tough. Like he just stood there in the corner. Like, yeah, my nose. Can I go back out? They were like, uh, no, no, you can't go out. <laughs> the word- he was like, all right, I guess I lost. Oh, that's brutal. That's so brutal. Oh, oh wait till you see like the, <sighs> the pictures of it. It is. Oh my God. Ugh. I must throw up. Yikes. All right. So, uh, well, uh, great. Thanks for that mental image, Steve. Uh, so we're going to keep moving before we get out of here. I want to hit with some recommendations. So, uh, Diana, dangerous Diana, what do you have for a recommendation for the weekend? Um, well, I am going to try something new and I'm heading over to, it's called the Pickers Junction and it's just a flea market with a bunch of old shit. So I'm going to walk through there and then I'm going to end up probably at Grant's. Where's where's that at? Yeah, Doyle Doyle's town, I believe. So it's like, have you guys ever been to Rice's? Yeah, yeah, that's in Jersey, ain't it? Rice's not. It's a, no. Rice's out yeah. Bucks County Village. And what's the one in Jersey? I, I don't see. Know. It's funny. I forget the name of it. Goes. I only have ever been to the. Oh, you're talking about Columbia. That yeah. yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I like every time I see Matt uh, doing his podcast thing on the Tacony Palmyra Bridge. I used to <laughs> get there when I was a kid, like we would buy stolen shit underneath that bridge all the time, like every weekend. Where <laughs> yeah. you got hot shoes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it, yeah, it's indoors. You still, you still got that connect? Yeah. It was a whole thing, dude. There was like, <laughs> there. It was a party. Good food. Yeah, it was a hood races, pretty much. Is Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. It was All right. Cool. Nice. So uh, what was it called? Picking what? Pickers. The Pickers Junction. Pickers Junction. Nice. All right. Uh, Party Boy Pete, you look good lounging there in your in your uh, patio. What do you got going on for the weekend? We actually do, uh, had me drooling by drinking that beer. Oh, oh hell yeah. We, we, uh, we're just doing delayed Mother's Day. We always do Mother's Day the week after. That way uh, you don't have the line. So. So up to North Jersey, take my mother-in-law out. Then on Sunday, we're taking my mom out. So uh, your mom, who raised six children, you think it's okay to wait a week for her to celebrate Mother's Day? Thank you, Matt. Thank you. I was about to call him on that fucking bullshit. Bonnie, Mrs. McCormick, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm going to come. I I apologize. There's six of you. Are you all married? Uh, A couple of us are. Okay, so there's a shitload of them. And you're trying to get to get in a what's it called? Yeah, a and my mom doesn't like crowds anyway. True. Yeah, I hear True. you. I hear True. you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Still not an excuse, Pete. It's all right. If it do better, it was, I'm, a, Do I'm better. assuming it was your mom's idea. So. <laughs> We've always it's the only way you get off Father's Day. We always do it a week after. I'm not going to lie. You're you're smart in doing it that way because it does suck. Like the mother's like going out to dinner or lunch or whatever on yeah. Mother's Day. It sucks. It's the worst. So, okay, nice. All right, good. Well, uh, shout out to your mom. Lo- great, great woman. Great lady. Agreed. Can't thank Agreed. her enough for uh, helping me out the other week with my daughter. She's the best. So, okay. Uh, and then, all right, Stunning Steve, what do you got for the weekend, buddy? Oh, you know what I'm coming with. We got a huge fight this weekend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Chandler Oliveira, boy. You know what I'm saying, right? That's the, that's the fucking title shot for 155 between uh, Chandler, who came over from Bellator and was a champion there three times over. Michael And Cannon. going against the number – yes, going against Charles Oliveira, which it should yeah. have been Oliveira versus Poirier. But Poirier, being the smart human being he is, said, fuck your corny belt. I'm going to fight Connor and make $10 zillion. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
And Chandler yep. split with uh, – back in the day, he split with Philly's own, Eddie Alvarez, right? One and one. Yes. Oh, no nah, two and one. Two, two and one, one. Two and one. Two and one. Yeah, he, he beat Eddie twice. Eddie beat him once. But all for belts. And their fights were bonkers, all three of them. Nice. They were. Shout out Philly's Yeah, Chandler's a Eddie monster Alvarez. who also who also trains with uh, Kamar Usman on the regular. So they're like oh, wow. wrestling scramble matches. Oh, wow. When you yeah. go to YouTube, if you YouTube them, their scrambling wrestling like training is – Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, Chandler's a very good wrestler with very heavy hands and a chin. He sure is. Yep. Yep. Wow. I I even, it's gonna be that's why him and Eddie fine. were so good. Yep. They would just trade the entire time. Bang. Bomb. That yeah. just Bomb. makes you think then, like Eddie Alvarez has a world class beard. Like he won't oh my god, he doesn't like go down. Well, and the fact that so, Connor remember, fucking he, put him like that. So was Steve, amazing. you probably know this, but yeah, there was always the rumor that back so like his chin was even better. Uh, but in oh, yeah. Japan, oh, yeah. who was the guy that he fought with the loaded gloves? Uh, the Japanese guy, uh, Kawajiri oh or Kawajira? Ka- yes. What? Yes. Yeah. He was in this yep. crazy, like at the time, like all the best lightweights were in Japan. And Eddie was going yep. over there. So it was like, like there was like, and, and uh, Guy Hansen. So Eddie goes, knocks out Guy Hansen right away. And he goes against Kawajiri. Yep. And like they traded back and forth. And uh, apparently afterwards, Eddie said, like, I've never fought anyone. I thought I had loaded gloves before. He was like, but that guy must have had loaded gloves. Like, because he dropped Eddie twice. Oh, yep. Oh, and the crazy part about Eddie, too, in his career, too, he always comes out, like, slow, gets hit, stunned. You think he's knocked out, and then he beats the fuck out of the guy. It's like he has yeah. to get rocked yeah. to get going. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. So uh, we're coming up to the top of time here. Uh, Dangerous Diana Spencer, thanks again for coming on. Loved having you back. Can't wait to have you back on next week. Anything? Can I ask one question before you leave? Sure. Did Diana cut any new shit with the Salzo while we were gone? Ooh, good question. Oh, but I got a new fucking tool. I got. Uh-huh. Oh, what's she get? What's she get? It's turned into an addiction, man. I'm just like buying shit nonstop. But hell yeah! <laughs> I guess there was a building built on my lot on my property. So every time I dig, I'm like hitting rocks and shit. So I'm trying to put new grass down, and I have all this concrete. Just like I can't even dig it out. Uh-uh. A handheld jackhammer. And I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I can't solve all that one. Yeah. So, uh, for, yeah, I'm Diana sitting over here with my idea hammer. She's getting a jackhammer. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Go big or go all home. Dreams come true with Amazon. Yeah. Hell yeah. So uh, for all you guys listening, if you want to see Diana in a dirty clothes with, uh, you know, uh, sweatpants <laughs> and Tim's, you know. Sweatpants. I thought they were yoga, yoga pants. Yoga pants. Yoga pants. Hold up. Hold up. With a jackhammer. There you go. <laughs> Should I be charging? Should I get on OnlyFans? Uh, <laughs> Hell, yeah, there you go. Not yeah. a bad idea. I'm just, I'm just doing your He already gave you the name Dangerous Diana oh. Dissect Shit, and we'll just have you cutting shit with a sawzall. Yeah. That actually, that, that does remind me, like, because we were talking about it earlier, but uh, for, for thoughts, apparently Paige Van Zandt of uh, the UFC has oh. started her only her own OnlyFans oh. website called uh, Paige Van Zandt, which I thought was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. So we're definitely at the top of time. So, Diana, uh, anything you want to say to the people before we take off? No. Thank you for having me again. I hope to see you all again. Hey, can't wait to have you back on. Uh, Hopefully, you're going to, I would love for you to be a staple on the show. This has been great. Yeah. Uh, Party Boy Pete, anything you want to say to the dozens and dozens before taking off? Drink it up. Excellent. Okay. Perfect. Nothing else needs to be said. All right, uh, Steve Cavett had to drop, so I'm sure he's going to say something really witty and intelligent before he took off, as always. Uh, but I'm Matt Lavelle. He's Party Boy Pete McCormick. He's dangerous. She's dangerous, Diana Spencer. He was stunning Steve Cabot. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast Weekend Pop-In. You can find us on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and join us on the Twitter or the TikTok at Working Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show and go through the approval process with the PAAA, email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. Uh, right. Other than that, this is the end of the show. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Bye.